Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Welcome to... Another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers previewing two movies. Two. Oh, fuck it, I've done it again. <laughs> it's barely even one movie. <laughs> <laughs> two Drink Cinema! Jeez. Welcome to Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers previewing movies two drinks at a time this is lee that is brett we are the two two brothers two and it is a movie from 1990 not 1992 okay Uh, and as brett mentioned it is barely one movie yeah Uh, and that movie is a mom for christmas from the wonderful world of Disney. Oh, Disney and a straight-to-television movie. Yes, according to Wikipedia, A Mum for Christmas is a 1990 American made-for-television Christmas fantasy comedy film. Wow. Starring Olivia Newton-John, Juliet Saucy, Doug Sheehan and Doris Roberts. I've heard of two of those people. Yes. Uh, it was directed by George T. Miller. Oh, the, George Miller. That is a very important T. <laughs> yes, because he did not go from Beyond Thunderdome to A Mum for Christmas. Yeah. Okay, he's not George and then back Miller. Back to more Mad Max. Yeah, he did not go Mad Max, A Mum for Christmas, Happy Feet, I mean, Fury Road. He's Australian. ONJ is Australian. Well, George T. Miller was born in Scotland, Ooh. but then moved to Australia. Ah. Uh, and did most of his schooling in Sydney, which ONJ liked. Okay. Because he also hired a mostly Australian crew. Ah. So uh, apparently there was a lot of Vegemite on set, which ONJ was quite happy about. Oh, I mean, if it's in a rider, yep. why not? So uh, it was the first television film that Olivia Newton-John had done. That's a big milestone for because her career. Because prior to this, she was a legitimate movie star. She was a legitimate <laughs> recording artist, movie star, and Eurovision finalist. Yes, but this is a point in her career, let's say that. It's a choice. It is an interesting choice, uh, and maybe she just needed a bit of cash. Yeah. And so she She's- decided... To do a, a wonderful world of Disney made-for-TV holiday fantasy movie. She had plenty of cash. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. she made. She's in the highest grossing music, movie musical of all time. Yeah, Xanadu. Yeah, Xanadu. <laughs> and then she's also, I think, like, Physical was, like, the highest-selling song of one of the highest-selling songs of the 80s. Yep. So I think she made enough money at, by nine. Did she win awards for stuff too? I think she won a Grammy. Yeah, I was going to say, is she a Grammy award winner? Yeah. 
I think she would have won for physical. She came fourth, I believe, in Eurovision. So it's not great. Okay. But she has had five US number ones, 10 US top tens on Billboard Top 100, two number one albums, 11 of her singles, two went platinum. You know what? And 14 of her albums have been certified gold. Uh, she's sold an estimated 100 million records worldwide and is one of the best-selling mu- uh, music artists of all time. Grease's soundtrack is one of the most successful in history. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has... Wikipedia then takes me to a separate page. Yeah, of course, because there's so many awards. Oh, she has an OBE. Yeah, of she's course. She's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yep. She a dame. Uh, I'm not. She's in the Aria Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I don't think she won. Oh no, she's won country music awards. Off oh, at Xanadu. Is that a country? Yeah. yeah. Most promising female vocalist in 1973, and then from then on, she just recorded pop songs. Yep. Yep. Uh, I always thought physical was a country. She's song. won American Music Awards. She's won Arias. She's won Billboard Awards. She's won CMAs. She's won a day. She won a daytime Emmy. Ooh. She's been nominated for two Golden Globes, nominated for an Oscar for Hopelessly Devoted to You, uh, and has won four Grammys. I don't know if she would have written Hopelessly Devoted to well, it You. It says Best Music, Original Song. Interesting. Oh, no. It says Best Music, Original Song by John Farrar, Hopelessly Devoted to You. So Who? I don't think that goes for her. John Farrar also did the music for A Mum for Christmas. Well, there you go. Wow. And Steve Carell. Nope. Sean something. Nope. (laughs) Steve Carell. Before he was the 40-year-old virgin, he composed for (laughs) Disney. Um, How many number ones did it say? Uh, Ten, I think. No. I've got to go back. Five. (laughs) Five number ones. I don't think I could name five Olivia Newton-John songs. Although one is probably Summer Nights remix medley, Grease medley, the whatever Grease it is. Mega Mix. Yeah, <laughs> does that count? <laughs> Olivia Newton-John is the best thing about this movie. I reckon I've seen it once. The movie. I think I got it confused with Mannequin. Okay, they both have similar plots. So the plot of a mom for Christmas is that Juliet Saucy plays a little girl. I don't know if it's Saucy or Sorky. S-O-R-C-I. I honestly love you. I love you. That's Olivia Newton-John. Sorry, continue. I honestly... And it was written by Peter Allen. Ooh, Academy Award winner Peter Allen. Mm. So Juliet Sorky, Saucy, Saucy. Yeah. Plays a girl. Saucy. Who doesn't have a mum. That is correct. For reasons. Her mum died when she was three. And her dad is lonely. So in the holiday tradition of movies, he needs a love interest. She makes a wish and Doris Roberts plays some kind of fairy godmother who grants the wish and brings a mannequin to life. And the mannequin was produced in Australia, so the mannequin is... Olivia Newton-John. Of course. Okay. Because Olivia Newton-John can't do an accent. No. Um, is it more about getting the dad a love interest or getting the kid a mum? It's called a mum for Christmas, well, so that might answer my question. I think it's both. 
Is it like, you know, when a kid tries to go, my, my dad needs a mum and try to set it up? Well, so... Her father is a worker. Worker. Oh, okay. So her father is a workaholic. Yeah. Who doesn't have time for the daughter. Okay. And so Jessica wins a free wish from a wishing well. Oh, wow. Her wish for a mother for Christmas is granted by Philomena, Doris Roberts, and Amy Miller, Olivia Newton-John, a department store mannequin. Maybe that's what that women's shop Miller's is named after. Maybe. Amy Miller. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John started it on the sly after this. A department store mannequin is brought to life to be a mum for Jessica. Mom, sorry, for Jessica. However, there is a catch and Amy can only be a mother to her until Christmas Eve. Well, that's not a mother for Christmas if she's only a mum till Christmas Eve. That's a mother for Christmas adjacent. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I wish for a Christmas-adjacent mother. <laughs> Christmas-adjacent mother. That means she only knows certain Christmas carols. So this is a Disney movie, right? That is super cruel for Doris Roberts to be like, you want a mum for Christmas? Guess what? Christmas morning, she's not going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like a mum for organising Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. Because then it gets to Christmas Day, you're on your own, kid. A mum who's just going to... Get you ready to be on holidays. Um, the This is the bit of the plot on Wikipedia that I'm looking forward to seeing in the movie. Okay. To clear up any confusion for Jim, Amy claims herself to be a nanny from Australia hired to help care for Jessica while he's at work, as she, and she is given a spare room on top of the garage. What, so who claims that? Who, who hired her? I was going to say, who hires the the nanny? That's what I want to know in the movie. Doris Roberts. Anyway. Doris Roberts, who works in the department store. Also, granting is, wishes. is 11-year-old Jessica just wandering around the department store by herself? Kevin McAllister style. Yeah. Yeah, because of the workaholic dad who doesn't care for her daughter because he's too couldn't actually go through the grieving process because of toxic masculinity. Is there some other thing where there's more mannequins? Like Elaine from Seinfeld. No, I feel like that there's more like... Then or are you thinking of the movie Mannequin? Now? I don't know. You know, and then like... So Olivia Newton-John comes to life. Yep. And then it's like, oh, I need more help. I need more mannequins to come to life. Am I imagining to that? To cook a turkey. I don't know. Am I imagining that? Do you think that they she then brought to life the mannequin from the cooking department of the department yeah. store yeah. to make the turkey? Yep. Then the mannequin from the Christmas wrapping section to wrap the presents. Yep. Because all and Amy all can like, do is wear clothes. And the, there was one that was made in Finland. It was one that was yeah. made. So they all have different accents. They'll have different accents. And one's Heidi Klum and one's someone else and one's Agnetha from ABBA. To make another Eurovision connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it is a Disney movie, and I've seen it once, I think, but it had a big impact on me because I'm going to see it again for the purposes of the podcast. I feel like it's going to be one of those movies that you're not going to like where it has like an overly unnecessarily complicated plot thing that they have to explain. You know, it's like, oh, we have to do this and there's a plan that's so complicated. I actually feel like it's going to be the opposite. Uh, just going to be like, oh, fuck, who cares? <laughs> I actually feel like Amy's just going to cry 
and Doris Roberts is just going to go, all right, you have it forever now. Yeah, good. Or they fall in love, and so she becomes real. But it also seems like, from the plot that we read on Wikipedia, that this mannequin comes to life complete with knowledge. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in other movies, when you bring inanimate something to life as an adult... It doesn't have human... It doesn't have speaking, it doesn't have knowledge, it doesn't have history. It seems like Amy Miller is clever enough to go be like, I am the nanny. Yeah, I mean, she's seen a lot being a mannequin. An indication of the um, budget and and the effort... Mm. Put into the movie. It's 96 minutes long. Yep. It was filmed in a month. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So they really just like smashed it out. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound like they really cared that much. No, it originally aired on the NBC on December 17, 1990. Right. uh, Starring, yeah, Olivia Newton-John, Juliet Saucy, Doug Sheehan, Doris Roberts. Based on the book A Mum by Magic by Barbara Ooh, Dillon. Okay. It uh, was filmed in colour, just in case you were wondering about <laughs> in, that. In 1990, well. wow. Yeah. It has now, a 6.7 out of 10 on the IMDb. That's better than I that's expected. That's actually not bad. And Juliet Saucy Corky Corky won um, a Young Artist Award for Best Young Actress. Starring in a TV movie pilot or special. There you go. It rated well. Yeah. Um, and the team proposed to NBC to make a TV series out of it. Ooh. Which would have, I don't would they have made it out of that family? And then would the funniness have been that she's a mannequin and doesn't have a real life? Or in a yeah. bewitched or yeah, I dream right. of genie kind of style? Yeah. Yeah. People are always like Mrs. Kravitz across the road is always like Anna. Yeah. How, how come I've never seen your Australian nanny before? Well, that's yeah. easily explained because she's from Australia. She just got. A, she came from Australia. Yeah. She just came for an underpaid au pair job. Yeah. Or is that only when people come to Australia? It probably yes. works both yeah, ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but NBC never greenlit it. I am surprised because I also feel like, as much as ONJ's manager might have convinced her to do the movie. I doubt she mm. would have agreed to do a TV series. No, I don't think so. So it would have been like a recasting yeah. of some other woman. Or would they have brought to life a different mannequin every episode? Yeah, like, or then it would have just become that um, Tyra Banks movie where she's a mannequin that comes to life. This has happened like three times in movies. It's really weird. Yeah. So mannequin. This. Isn't that the Tyra Banks one? No, mannequin is a white woman. Is and... it a horror? No, I don't think so. No. And then um, I think the Tyra Banks one is life-size. Oh, no, I don't think she's a mannequin. I think she's like a Barbie that comes to life. Okay, Mannequin is a 1987 romantic comedy directed by Michael Gottlieb and written by Andrew Rugoff and Gottlieb. stars Andrew McCarthy, Kim Cattrall, Estelle Getty, Messash Taylor, and G.W. Bailey. And life-size is a... Oh. 2002 Wonderful World of Disney made for television movies starring Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks. That is, a widow whose daughter accidentally brings her doll to life while trying to cast a spell to resurrect her mother. Okay, so that's a mum for Christmas. Yep. 
but made again in 2000. Yep. Yep. Um, a mannequin is a modern retelling of the Pygmalion myth. The film revolves around a chronically underemployed, passionate artist named Jonathan Switcher, played by Andrew McCarthy, who lands a job as a department store window dresser. The mannequin he created becomes inhabited by the spirit of a woman from ancient Egypt. King but only Jonathan can see that she's a real person. Oh, okay, that's it a bit different. It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song I knew there for was its a... main title song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. I knew there was a song <laughs> in it. But interestingly, not really that interestingly, um, it's actually got a worse rating than A Mum for Christmas on IMDb. Before we wrap up, do you want a real interestingly? I do want a real interestingly. The role of the dad was originally offered... To John To Farnham. John Travolta. Oh! <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh. They star in Greece together as Danny and Sandy, and then all of a sudden Danny and Sandy play a suburban dad and fucking a mannequin in, as like, Danny and Sandy, like, as a made-for-Christmas Disney That movie. would have been hilarious, but I also think maybe then that would have been a bit out of their budget. Yeah. So he did Phenomenon instead, or Michael, Michael. Or one of those ones. He definitely turned it down um, because why would someone of the level of John Travolta be agreeing to a 1990 made-for-television Disney holiday fantasy movie when he was about to make Look Who's Talking To? I also think that... It was a bit of a weird time in his career where he wasn't doing that great. And then Pulp Fiction was his kind of comeback well, thing. Well, 1989 was The Experts and Look Who's Talking. Yep. 1990 was Chains of Gold that I've never heard of and Look Who's Talking too. Right. He plays the baby. Yeah, he's one of the talking babies with yeah. Kirstie Alley. Anyway, yes. Yep. So that would have made a very different movie. It would have been. They would have had a song and dance number for sure. Oh, Does for she sing? Sure. Do you reckon she sings in it? Like a Bette Midler movie where she has to sing in every movie she's in. She might sing in the um, credits. Oh yeah, yeah. I love you. I honestly love you. So that's a mom for Christmas. I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. It's not available on any streaming service, <laughs> but I'm not telling you to. Check the episode description for a YouTube link. Yeah, don't do not do that. Don't check the episode description for a YouTube link. No. Nah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Watch a mum for Christmas over the weekend, and we will give you our full review on Tuesday. Thank you, Brett. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Oddsox Entertainment. For more of Oddsox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheers. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything. 
literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.